Hi everyone, welcome back to the Now Bali podcast. Eddie Spears here, and we're back with our regular show this week, discussing Bali's rich culture, heritage, and history. If you didn't know before, we're officially available on all the major podcast platforms now, including iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So make sure to follow our channel on whatever platform you regularly listen on. Now, this week, we're sharing a couple of myths surrounding two of Bali's most revered and visited temples, Pura Tanalot and Pura Luhur Uluwatu. Whilst both of these temples are visually stunning, found at two dramatic seaside locations, knowing the legends that they hold make them that much more magical. So, thanks again for tuning in to the Now Bali podcast. This is episode four. Enjoy the show. Tanalot is one of Bali's most visited temples. Year on year, Tanalot welcomes hordes of people, be it masses of Balinese Hindu pilgrims making their annual visit and prayers here, or the many tourists looking to witness the unique temple that sits out at sea. Located in Tabanan, west of the popular Seminyak and Changu seaside hubs, Tanalot is truly a sight to behold. Its very name helps to explain why. Tana means land, and Lot means sea, as the temple sits on a rock island that, come high tide, is completely cut off from the mainland. It is one of seven temples, or Pura Sagara, found around the Bali coastline, which together are said to form a chain of spiritual protection around the island. Thus, Tanalot is dedicated to the sea deities, namely Dewa Baruna, the god of the sea. Now, to Tanalot's legend. It was the powerful traveling priest, Dang Hyang Nirarta, that built this temple. Nirarta traveled to Bali on a pilgrimage as instructed by a Hindu high priest from the Daha kingdom in East Java. He was given orders to build temples in Bali, whilst acting as a missionary to spread the teachings of Hinduism. During his travels, Nirata felt drawn to this particular coastline, and upon seeing the beautiful rock formation out at sea, which was then called Gili Bayo, he was sure that this was a holy place. Now, with all legends, there are many versions. Like a centuries-long game of Chinese whispers, the stories told through the generations have had many iterations. One legend says that having recognized the holiness of the area, Nirata decided to build a temple here. So holy was his destination that Nirata knew it would need protecting. So he took off his sash and threw it to the ground, and with his power and magical abilities, he turned the sash into a giant serpent. The snake was charged as the eternal guardian of Puratanalot, where, to this very day, some believe the snake still slumbers deep within the rock. Another version of the story says something very different. After deciding the rock was fit for a temple, Nirartha walks towards it. Suddenly, he's ambushed by a giant, evil snake that burst out from the rocky island, 
This evil creature fervently did not want its humble abode to be made into a holy destination by this priest. However, determined that a temple had to be built here, the great and powerful Nirartha fought the giant snake. The two engaged in a fierce battle. As you might have guessed, the holy man won. But rather than slaying the serpent, he allowed it to continue living at Tanalot, as long as it would protect and keep it safe. Whatever version you prefer, both tell of Nirartha's great powers. Both also tell of the legend of the giant sea serpent that continues to dwell deep within Tanalot, whether you believe it or not. Opposite the temple, in a cave by the beach, visitors can actually see holy snakes, black and white sea snakes said to bring luck and prosperity. But, unless you're an all-powerful priest, perhaps it's best that you leave these snakes alone. Our second legend comes from Puraluhur Uluwatu, or popularly known as Uluwatu Temple. Found at the edge of Bali's southern peninsula, its main shrine hangs at the edge of a cliff. Below, giant swells roll in from the Indian Ocean, before crashing into the cliff's feet with a roar. It is one of Bali's most important temples, one of the nine Pura Kayanganjagat, or palaces of the gods, the temples that are spread across nine cardinal directions around the island. Those who have visited Uluwatu Temple may have heard stories about it, especially about the area's cheeky residents, the local monkeys. But beyond the monkeys and the daily Kechak dance, which enjoys a spectacular sunset as its background, there's something else that the tour guides or travel books fail to mention. It's the temple's history and supernatural presence. Just like anything else important and historical, the history of Uluwatu Temple is documented on ancient lontar, palm leaf scrolls inscribed in Sanskrit. And in the case of Uluwatu Temple, there are two lontars documenting the establishment of this important temple. The first lontar states that the temple was built by a Hindu priest named Mpu Kuturan, in the 9th century. According to this script, Uluwatu Temple is the portal to heaven, and that if one prays with total focus and concentration here, then he or she can walk through the gates of heaven. The other story contains some similar aspects, including a mention of the gate to heaven. According to the second lontar, Uluwatu was built by the Hindu priest Danghyang Nirartha, the same priest that built Tanalot. On his long journey around the island, Nirartha stepped foot into Uluwatu. He couldn't help but admire the breathtaking natural beauty of the area, the dazzling white cliffs that allowed him to see out into the infinite Indian Ocean. Of course, unlike real estate developers who simply build when there's a view, he didn't decide right there and then to build a temple. Yes, he was very much consumed by the beauty of the area. But he spent months meditating and praying in Uluwatu before he finally decided that this was a worthy spot. But what makes this temple so legendary is that Uluwatu Temple was the last temple built by Nirartha. Legend has it that the priest died here after the temple was completed. 
He took his last breath in the midst of a praying session in the temple, surrounded by others who were also praying. It was at this moment that the others in attendance witnessed Nerartha's body floating higher and higher until it vanished above the clouds. He had attained moksha, ultimate enlightenment, breaking his chain of reincarnation to be one with the universe. Buwana Alit, the microcosm, was joining Buwana Agung, the macrocosm. It was since then that Hindu devotees considered Uluwatu Temple as a gate to heaven. The root word from which the name Puraluhur Uluwatu is derived from is Nguluhur, the Balinese word for ascension. And the ascension of Nirartha is commemorated during the Uluwatu Temple ceremony, known as its Odalam, which according to the Balinese calendar falls twice a year on Salasa Kliwon, or Special Tuesday. There is another legend of Uluwatu. It's also believed that the monkeys found around the temple's premises are Nerathar soldiers. Nerathar transformed them into monkeys before his death, so that they would be bound to guard this temple forever. It is said secret spiritual activities are undertaken at the temple, that during auspicious nights, the island's most spiritually powerful people will come and pray at Uluwatu to increase their power. It's during these nights that the monkeys would temporarily transform into their original human forms to stand vigilant and guard the temple, because at night, evil spirits burst from the earth and from all directions of the wind. The army would then transform back into monkeys minutes past midnight. Those praying would sleep in the temple, with the hope of waking up in the morning more powerful than they were the day before. There are many temples in Bali that hold mythical stories and legends about their founding. Another temple built by Nirartha is Pura Rambutsiwi, said to have grown from the priest's hair. Or Pura Gadu, where a statue of the giant Kubo Iwa's head can be found. Yes, Whilst we know travellers can get temple fatigue as they visit sites around the island, it is these stories and these legends that give each temple life and magic. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Now Bali podcast. Just to let you know, you can read some of these temple legends on our website, nowbali.co.id, and just search for Temple Tales. Perhaps they'll give you inspiration for your next temple visit in Bali. That's us for another week. Don't forget to subscribe to receive the podcast in your inbox every Monday. And please share with a friend if you think they'll also like to learn more about this very special island of the gods. This is Eddie Spears from Now Bali. See you next time. Thank you.